You ready? Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Quality Matters. Kyle has our topic for today. Woohoo! What are we talking about? The principles of quality management. It is more exciting than it sounds, I swear. Well, I am laughing not because it doesn't sound exciting, although it doesn't. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because it seems like that should have been our first episode. Maybe so. But you live, you learn, and that's the continual improvement. Hint, we'll talk In today's about global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Okay, so <laughs> Kyle's kind of, uh, I guess, giving me a little pregame rundown of what we're talking about because yes. he knows I don't like to go into these things and look stupid. <laughs> well, we, that's why we didn't actually release an episode this week because we recorded one, but it was just really poorly done. So I, I just preferred to skip last, you know, this week, whatever it is, and uh, then put out crap. Okay. <laughs> so in ISO 9001, mm -hmm. they list some principles basic principles for quality management but all they do in the standard is list them pretty much and everyone just skims right over it because the auditor cannot audit you against them okay and i can understand why after looking at the principles it's kind of hard how do you mm -hmm. measure these things exactly um but these are the basic ideas that should be in place before you start trying to check the boxes of the standard and it goes back to why are you trying to achieve ISO 9001 certification? Yes. And if you're skipping over these principles that I have read, mm -hmm. thanks to Kyle's pregame, <laughs> then then you're not doing it for the right reasons, I think. Uh, I, I would agree. And, well, let's just briefly, before we get into it, we'll talk about why folks go for these certifications, these management systems. Because um, they have a customer that wants them to. Very often. They have a customer that wants them to. And truth be told, right now in this now entering post-COVID world, <laughs> things are getting back to normal-ish. Uh -huh. um, unfortunately, a lot of businesses didn't make it. Mm -hmm. um, a number of them did, and they're struggling. And I, you know, we, we kind of predicted it earlier this year that once we hit the tail end of this, we were going to see a big surge in folks that are wanting to get certified and wanting to get certified quickly because either they realize that they've got to streamline their organization, honestly, because they probably laid off a third of their employees and they got to find a way to be more effective, or their customers are looking at them saying, well, the two of you produce the exact same product and you'll do it at a pretty equal price, but supplier A has a certification and supplier B doesn't. Guess who the work's going to? Mm -hmm. So just makes it more reliable. Yeah, it, it reduces their perceived risk. So lots of good and legitimate reasons to go for certification. But if you're going to do it, you don't want to just overlay a cumbersome, complicated, convoluted system on top of your people. And so back to reasons why doing it just because a customer wants it 
not the best no. reason. I mean, yes, you've got that customer, but you're not going to continue using that management system in the manner it's supposed to be used in. Agreed. Most Agreed. likely. Yeah. So if you go for the certification because you look around and you say, hey, we survived, but right. we need to do something better. Right. Then you're more likely to really pick it up and do yeah, it. Yeah, keep using it. Mm-hmm. Well, we even talked about this with some of the public sector uh areas like you talked about with school districts right how you might get one principal or superintendent and they've got this great way of doing it mm-hmm. but the moment they leave it fizzles and dies mm-hmm. it wasn't built into the, the fabric the culture of the organization mm-hmm. um so yeah you really have to build this in here and our, our cake lately has been talking about how you know culture equals quality mm-hmm. and this is all in it all right so let's get in it are we just going to list them all first? Are we going to talk about them one by one? How well, do you want to do it? list them all first, and then we'll just chat after that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm on the wrong page to list them all first. You got it? I got it. Go for it. All right. The first is customer focus. I'm going to have fun talking about that one. <laughs> Leadership. Engagement of people. Process approach. Y'all know I have fun talking about that one. Improvement. Evidence-based decision-making, evidence, and relationship management. Okay. So out of these seven principles, I see one, two, three, four of them really involve culture, relationship, people. I mean, they all involve people, but this is a direct relationship between people. Mm -hmm. So something that I've been looking at lately is... uh, you know, we talk about quality management systems and we talk about, you know, environmental management systems and health and safety management systems. But from day one, we've always lumped all of those under a quality management system. Mm-hmm. It's a quality management system, maybe to run your QA program, maybe to run your QC program. It's a quality management system or your environmental program or your health and safety program. Because quality is an adjective mm-hmm. in this instance. It is not the, the key identifier. This is a quality as in good it's a good one to have all right so the first one is customer focus this is a fun one to talk about um uh, re-listening to uh simon sinek's infinite game right now and he brings up a really cool kind of fascinating uh point in here that's honestly what probably most of the book is, is centered around but he talks about how we have kind of this weird, distorted, modern view of capitalism, uh, kind of based off uh, work from Milton Friedman. In any case, the idea being that the CEO and the, the business manager's uh, primary goal and primary f- focus is to provide value to the shareholders, to provide maximum profit to the shareholders. As a business owner, I don't deny that. I want maximum profit right, for myself. Right. But I also see that I am a steward of something greater. We have a greater mission here, and we will see those profits if we do well. Um, I agree. So I think, just thinking, that comes <laughs> from like a difference of how our businesses start today. Mm-hmm. You know, Back when, it was just a mom-and-pop shop, and we started it, and, you know, we just wanted profit. (laughs) So that's how we made our living. But now there's so many businesses that have taken on investors, Mm -hmm. and those shareholders 
are investors and they can pull out at any second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you don't make them happy. Right. Well, now you've been focusing on your shareholders and not your customers. So yeah. your profit's not really what it should be. Right. And the shareholders aren't happy because profit's yeah. not what it should be. And they pull out and you've lost your investment. Yep. Then you're in real trouble. So if you bring it back to yep. where it should be to a customer focus, then everybody wins. The shareholders get the profits they're yes. looking for. The the kicker though is when the economy is doing great, which it has been here until you know COVID. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's really easy to quit looking to quit having to plan for the long term because mm -hmm. the short term is so stinking great. Why do I need grandiose plans for the future? And so you tend to get a little more selfish, you know. But in times like we're in now, it's very incredibly important. For folks to focus on those long-term initiatives and meeting your customer needs is the way to do it. I agree. I, I think that should be like, well, it's a reason it's number one yes, in the principles. It is. Like it should be. It is. It should be for any business, whether you have a quality management system or not, right. you should be customer focused. Yep. 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 And I think it's funny, you know, on social media, the memories pop up. And recently, in the last couple of weeks, apparently, I had lots of complaints about customer service. I had just had reasons to contact different customer right. service people within a period of a couple of weeks. And it was not pleasant. No. And it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. And that's a, uh, that's a whole other conversation we can go down as well. Um, it's one of the reasons that for us, we've got uh, these... Uh, We'll call them pillars of excellence, and one of them is generosity. And the idea there is that a basic part of the service to your customers is to go above and beyond. And it's pretty regular. If someone has uh, has a problem, we just we'll throw out an additional solution. Did they pay for that particular hour of consultation? No. But did I help them? Are they surviving better? Are they doing better? Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's all about customer focus. Uh, well, and I know recently there was one client that was looking at a couple of companies for mm -hmm. their solution, and they chose us, yeah. and they said, because you guys actually talked to us. Yeah. Like, that blows my mind. Like, the other company was just emailing or something? Yeah, they, it's just people just send out a quote. I'm like, what the heck? How are you going to actually meet their needs unless you talk to the folks? Yeah. So, yeah, customer focus has to be key. And in this economy, I cannot overstate it. We are not going to get through these in 20 minutes today. No, we're no. not. <laughs> but one, um, so with each of these principles, they, the ISO standard or yeah. ISO. This is a publication. Publication yeah. has a statement about it, a rationale, key benefits, and actions you can take, which mm -hmm. is what I like and focus on. Well. Let's just dig into customer focus more detail today. Maybe we'll hit some more of these later. <laughs> so I think one of the key actions is to understand customers' current and future needs, which is what you were talking about. Yes. The long haul. Yes. Yes. You have to know where they're going. You have to get your head in their game. And let me tell you, that can be, that can be really tough with some clients. Others, it's honestly, it's a cakewalk. It's like they come in repeating everything that you've ever said in your marketing, and they know exactly what to do, and they want to do it your way. Those are cakewalks. I love it. 
the tough ones are when they have a really different mindset of how things should be run than you do. We've got one client we're building a software solution for right now, and they've got a very, I'm not going to say complex, a very different way of organizing themselves. Mm -hmm. And so trying to get everything to fit that same organization level without forcing them to change uh, for to suit my needs, mm -hmm. it's tough. It's mm -hmm. tough. And a lot of folks just like to skirt past it because it's hard. It's really mm -hmm. hard to do. Yeah. And um, so measure and monitor customer satisfaction and take appropriate actions. How do you, how, how? <laughs> <laughs> Humility and honesty. It's, again, it's, it's a tough one. Um, but what's the best way for somebody to measure and monitor? Because so often companies only hear from the disgruntled customers. Correct. So no matter how, there are a lot of ways to do it. I've been a part of a few of them. Um, you, you do have to make certain base level assumptions. Like one base level assumption could be if we don't hear from them, we assume they're happy. Not necessarily the best one. Mm -hmm. um, then you have to be able to, to rate the severity. And folks can do it on rating the severity of the client's perception. Or you can rate it on the severity of maybe your financial impact, returns, and things of that nature. So it kind of depends on the industry you're in. If you're in more of a service-oriented role, which we are, um, you have to rate it based on the impact to the client. If, on the other hand, you're in a, a kind of manufacturing or retail type role, you can just give them a new product and keep going, right? So you kind of track it more on your internal cost. But here's the thing, though, is no one wants to go into that uh, – daily production meeting or that management review and say, we pissed off a lot of customers today. Mm -hmm. No one wants to do that. No one wants to put that big, ugly red slide up there. That's why leadership is the second one of these uh, principles. Because yeah. if you're not comfortable to go into leadership and say, we really blew it today and have faith that you'll still have your job tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're just going to wash all that under and, uh, and, and do the best you can to ignore it. It's a tough one to track. There's, yeah. um, like I say, I've done different metrics on it, um, which I, I guess we can probably save for, for another episode because I get a little, little lengthy and geeky in the, the KPIs of how you can do it. Okay. Well, let's see if we can talk about leadership real quick before we sure. <laughs> wrap up this episode. It's funny to think we were going to do all this in one episode. <laughs> Should have known better. Um, so the next one is leadership, like Kyle mentioned. And uh, let's look at some of these actions you can take i i think again like kyle mentioned just a minute ago relationship is key mm -hmm. you've got to have your employees be comfortable enough yeah to come to you and say man i really messed up yeah we need to fix this and i'm thinking about i think it was in the seven habits of highly effective people book where he stayed at different hotels same yes. chain mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. And there was an instance where it took him a little while to get his room service. And right. the person that brought it said he'd spilled the hot chocolate and I'm so sorry. And we're going to see what we can do. And that person immediately went to their manager mm -hmm. and they talked about how the level of the relationship, mm -hmm. how they're comfortable to go to talk to their leadership right. to make sure the customers are happy. Yeah. Um, one of I've talked about it before and we'll talk about it a bunch again is one of my favorite tools, this idea of the uh, good catch card. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, not many organizations implement it, and they ought to, because it creates at a very fundamental, very simple level, this 
trust between the employees and management. The employee has the option to put their name on the card. They can do it anonymous, but they know that the voice is heard. These ideas are considered. And my gosh, once a month, nominate someone for having the best one or having the most of them. Or if you actually put a uh, corrective action and continual improvement plan in place in response to something that they found. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it, it's definitely a, uh, it, it's, it's a different dynamic. So the good catch card is that it's catching someone doing something good. No, a good catch card is I found something in the process that was uh, defective. I found a problem and an inefficiency. Gotcha. I say, here's the problem. But the kicker is you have to give your suggestion for correction. Mm -hmm. You give a suggestion for correction and you turn it in. Mm -hmm. And so you can do it a number of ways to where maybe if you turn one in every week for the year, like you get a bonus at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Or maybe whoever has the best one that month gets a a free lunch on the company. Or just Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be anything anything big. Just getting recognized in front of your peers is is good. Mm -hmm. But Again, it creates this environment where people are comfortable going to management with problems, knowing that there will be support. And that they'll be heard. I think that is a key thing to put on the end of that sentence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about it on here before, you know, when I used to teach that we would be asked for our opinion. And even still as parents, you get sent out the calendar for the year and vote for which one you like. Are they really tally in those votes i don't know you know so knowing that you were actually heard and your Mm -hmm. opinion mattered is a is an important part of that yep um there was one that i read oh ensure that leaders at all levels are positive examples to people in the organization yep that that's kind of been a a thing for a long time it's like if you're gonna preach it daggum you better do it you you better be willing to do it yourself. Um, and I'm, I don't I don't think I'm even thinking about you better be willing to do it. Just be a positive person. Yeah, yeah. Be be a positive person where if you as an employee get called into that leader's office, you're not like, oh man, what's <laughs> going on? Because even if it is something bad, you know it's going to be handled well because it's a positive person. Agreed. A positive leader. Agreed. No, totally, totally agree. Yeah. Um, what else on there did you want to talk about? Well, I guess that kind of leads us really to uh, to the next one, if I'm remembering these in the correct order. Oh, yeah, there we go. So you got customer focus. We care about our customer. We got leadership that cares about uh, our people. Oh, and that directly leads into the engagement of the people in the whole process. Okay, well, I think that one's going to have to wait till the next episode. Probably so, but it's already been halfway covered because you kind of can't have le- good leadership without engaging your people they they go hand in hand i agree so we'll chat some more about that next time all right thanks this is kyle with quality matters we have been looking at the statistics on our podcasts and the outside of the u.s Australia is where we get the most downloads from. So, guys, 
We'd love to hear from you. Um, I won't dare try to make a uh, Australian accent because you probably make fun of my Texas accent, but we'd love to hear from you. You know, uh, send us an email, uh, podcast at texasqa.com, uh, or email me directly, kchambers at texasqa.com. Uh, comment, subscribe, let us know what you think.